What's the big brew? <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Master <laughs> Marcus Zill. We are in the student union today with Nathaniel Prather. Indiana University, Bloomington, Indiana. You go to University Lutheran Church with Reverend Richard Wilmer, right? The, I will be starting my senior year in the fall at Indiana University. I am currently the evangelism deacon at University Lutheran Church, and then I also serve as the president of our LCMSU chapter. And then um, I will be a senior this year. I'm majoring in business management, marketing, and professional sales. Which wait, wait, wait. Business. That's three things. Is that legal? <laughs> that is true. You can you can get away with three majors for the same price. So that's that's how I kind of wow. count out. Good thing they didn't, good thing they didn't give you like 20 for the price of one. I, I may have needed a little bit more time in Bloomington to make that happen. Now, it's all in the business department, though. So you're not mm-hmm. like doing biology, accounting, and Spanish or something. Uh, sort of. I So my three majors are all in the business department, but I actually have a minor in Spanish and a minor in psychology. So I have three majors and two minors right now. Okay. Wow. And you're, are you getting out on time or do you have to have a couple of senior years to do this? <laughs> I'm going to be able to make it in and out in four years. Wow. Thanks be to God. Anyway, you obviously are very involved in the campus ministry there. Yes, I am um, originally from Central Illinois, and I'm a first-generation college student. So it was kind of taking a chance oh, wow. going out of state and moving to Indiana. And so I moved there, and I didn't know anyone within a 45-mile radius of my hometown who ended up at IU. So during Welcome Week of my freshman year, I moseyed on over to University Lutheran Church, walked in, introduced myself to Pastor Richard Welmer, and then since then it's just been bliss. I told him, I'm this uh, I'm this ambitious kid from Central Illinois. I got a lot of crazy ideas, and I'd love to get involved with what you're doing here. That's fantastic. And uh glad you have a chance to go there you've had a you've had a chance to uh to go to a couple of our lcmsu conferences uh, the last one being mm-hmm. our witness conference do you have a good you had a good uh, time at witness didn't you i did absolutely it was my second conference and i enjoyed every single second of it so we uh took the uh the synods relatively new the last couple three years everyone has witnessed concepts and programs and mm-hmm. my colleague and good friend dr mark wood has done a fantastic job uh, putting all of this together conceptually and otherwise as well as he was our main presenter anyways you guys had a chance to not only hear that you guys actually walked mm-hmm. through the actual program we did yes sir um so actually i met dr wood at the indiana district evangelism conference in 2018 so pastor welmer couldn't go and he said would you like to be the delegate and i said absolutely and i had you were the evangelism deacon this is most certainly true (laughs) (laughs) and um and I had heard so much about everyone as witness, and I've been following a lot of the story since, uh, honestly, since it was released. I've been very excited to give um, the Lutheran kind of equipped 
with a way to share the gospel. And so I was very excited to meet Dr. Wood. So I met him there, and I probably talked his ear off for the two days we were at that conference. No, I, I can't imagine so, that. <laughs> so then when we reconnected at Witness in Fort Wayne in early January of this year, he and I got to spend some more time together, and I told him that I really wanted to lead our congregation at University Lutheran through everyone who's witness mm -hmm. and that I'd like to support everything that he's doing. So as a business student, we brokered a deal, and that deal ended up being that he would provide our campus ministry with the Everyone His Witness training program, the core modules, as well as access to the online modules in exchange for us creating the college student supplement for Everyone His Witness. Basically, Everyone His Witness, you have a lot of kind of core materials that everybody goes through, but then you go through all these different modules based on uh, what kind of age groups, what kind of demographics, what kind of, you know, if you're witnessing to Native Americans, atheists, whatever. And so you guys kind of became those that had a chance to work with them on the college age module, huh? Correct. Yeah. So we, in March of 2019, Pastor Wilmer and I partnered and he and I led, um, we had, we have probably 40 to 50 members at in a given service, we sure. led about 15 of them through Pastor Wilmer and I led about 15 of them through everyone his witness. And then since then, myself and then I was able to course in a couple of people who just finished their freshman year and we're in the process of creating the college student supplement right now. Well, now, were these mostly college students or do you have a few non-college students, too? When we led through the workshop? Yeah. Yes, it was mostly college students. We had out of those 15, we probably had about five who were not college students, but just kind of community members who are part of our congregation. Now, would you would you say that this was a, a topic that resonated with fellow students? Um, you know, because most people, it's ah, college students, they're just self-absorbed snowflakes. Mm -hmm. They only care about themselves. But this <laughs> really requires people to really think outside of themselves and to see things in the bigger picture and what what matters even more yeah i think that we've got we got overwhelmingly positive feedback from the people who participated in it and pastor wilmer and i have decided that we want to make it an annual training where oh, we lead great. our entire congregation whoever wants to do it or if people want just a refresher we will go through it again every year because at the end of the day we're learning a lot in college and we're definitely exposed to a wide variety of topics but at the end of the day the most important thing is the conversations we have around what christ has done for us so i think that related well to our students that's great to hear, and I'm not surprised. Yeah, I remember telling Pastor Wood, hey, you know what? You really want to reach out and get this uh, into the consciousness of, of our people throughout the Synod? Start with our college students, man. You get them on board, there's no end to where they can take that and the, the number of years that they have to, to incorporate this into just how they think uh, for the mm -hmm. rest of their lives in terms of how they live out their vocations. And I also mm -hmm. told them college students are awesome. That's why I wanted to have you on, because one of the interesting things about you is you are very ambitious. There's no doubt about it. Three majors? Are you kidding me? I never would have thought of that. I was happy to escape with one. And uh, then I worked my way into giving myself a fake doctorate at a fake university called LCMSU. Um, so <laughs> but... The deal is, is that you are very ambitious, but your ambition isn't all about you. In fact, most of it isn't about you, but you have a real heart for helping others, something that we call philanthropy. 
Um, what is philanthropy? I mean, and then I want to I want to get into kind of some things that you've done and and how you define this. But what is this thing? You you are you are a how old are you? I just turned twenty one a couple of days ago. You are a barely legal philanthropist. <laughs> <laughs> You're a twenty one year old philanthropist. You know, you, uh, how did you get interested in what we call philanthropy, and what is philanthropy? Yes, that's an excellent question. I think that it's something that's at the core of who I am. Um, I was very blessed to actually be raised by a single mother who's worked in a nonprofit nearly my entire life. Oh. So um, with her having my brother and I in church every single Sunday, as well as being involved and kind of immersed in what she's been doing through her nonprofit work, which is uh, called the Center for Prevention of Abuse that deals with anything you could possibly think of in abuse. Um it's always been at the core of my life, I think. Hmm. And then to answer the second part of your question about how would I define philanthropy, when I think about – I know that like I I definitely haven't gotten the Greek and Hebrew training that you did at seminary, Pastor Zill, but I did take an etymology class in high school. And I know that Phil means love okay. and anthro means humans, right? Like anthropology sure. is the study of humans. So And Philos, um, Philadelphia, city of brotherly is, love. So yeah. Absolutely. And so when I think of that, I think of that that is in many ways a primary purpose of me being on this planet. It's to love my neighbor. So I think of Mark twelve thirty one when Jesus they're asking about what the greatest um commandment is and he says, and the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these, of course, loving your neighbor as yourself and loving the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. Mm. So I think that as a reflection of Christ, it's my duty to live out his love and reflect it, kind of be um, an echo of his love to other people who I encounter every single day. That's wonderful. But backing up just a little bit. So you had a chance growing up to see your mom living this out in Mm -hmm. action in terms of... uh, not only holding down the fort as a single mother, but also uh, caring for others and helping others and having goodwill uh, towards other fellow members of the human race in a way that she could. So that obviously had a huge impact on you. But here, you know, when I think about this, and this is one of the things that, that kind of bothers me, I have to spend a lot of time explaining to anybody that works with college students like yourself in our campus ministries knows that you guys are awesome that this generation if we can keep them in the faith of course there are challenges are Mm -hmm. ready to serve willing to serve desirous of serving are kind of tired with the whole self-absorbed culture in which we live but yet you know so for so many times you know you turn on the tv and all you hear is about people complaining about how self-absorbed you guys are Mm-hmm. Um, is that frustrating to you when, when here, I mean, you and you're, you know, back in the day, just to, to, to be honest, back, you know, 30, 40 years ago, you know, we were kind of taught that, you know, campus ministry is about, you know, giving young people what they want. So they'll stay in the church. And here you guys are at the university Lutheran church and student center in Bloomington, getting students, college students, some of which are crazy enough to have like two maybe even three majors if you could <laughs> showing up on a saturday to to go through an all-day event to to talk about anything but themselves mm-hmm. does that get frustrating to you when you see that 
the the people that you know and that you've seen in your life and how you are and and how you see young people your age maybe portrayed in uh in the news media um so i would say that's that's an excellent question i am an eternal optimist i'm always somebody who looks at everything as what it could be i try to envision what something could be and i think that those critiques are are oftentimes at least in my experience misguided but they serve as a motivation for me to go out and prove to somebody why um, that's not the case and if anything i think that it doesn't cause frustration but motivation to continue to love even more to serve my neighbor and kind of push those values and virtues of altruism generosity and service throughout not just my community at University Lutheran Church, but the community of Bloomington and ultimately our state, our country, so on and so forth. So we can start to change the culture and get people um, inclined to looking outward rather than inward. You know, I have to tell you, you know, everybody, just a little hint, I'd kind of walk through some of the questions that Nathaniel and I would talk about. I didn't give you that one. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of sprung it in there. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, But I knew how you'd answer, and you answered in a way that demonstrated uh, why I love your generation so much, because you didn't make it about yourself, and you didn't sit there and feel pity about how people mm-hmm. view your generation, and uh, that was a beautiful answer, and I commend you for it, and that's why I wanted to have you on the program today. Speaking Thank of you. which, I would love to hear, and I bet our listeners would love to hear, just maybe a couple, three stories about, about some things that, I mean, you have... You have quite a few things uh, philanthropy-wise <laughs> that you have been involved with. Tell us about the what, tell us about the one that maybe you do through ULC. That's kind of an annual event. Why don't we start there? Yes, I absolutely can. Um, so as I shared with you during Welcome Week of my freshman year. Um, and it's kind of funny because I've got some friends in business school who we look back on it. And they're like, you know, during welcome week, I was I was out trying to find the party and you were going to the church. And they just think that's hilarious. But at, at the end of the day, that really has been the core mm-hmm. of who I am. And I've always wanted to serve. So I was um, I came to campus not knowing a soul. And I introduced myself to Pastor Wilmer. There was a vacancy um, because University Lutheran is a smaller congregation instead of having like in a typical uh, church you might find a committee for evangelism a committee for christian service a committee for stewardship so on and so forth instead we have a deacon for each of those roles and it's kind of like one person who spearheads some of these things Mm -hmm. so when i came onto campus the evangelism deacon position was vacant and i started September of my freshman year, I was installed as the evangelism deacon. Then I told pastor, I said, how do we get the gospel to more people when a college student has like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get up on a Sunday morning. I don't want to do whatever. So I pitched to him. I said, pastor, I found this platform where we can do church online. Basically, we simulate our service. So we film it in the morning and then it runs five times in the afternoon. And what happens is you've got uh, the bulletin, the Bible's embedded in it, and so on and so forth. And then these students can find our URL and hear the gospel by opening up their laptop. And Pastor was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I said, don't worry. I'm going to get a grant <laughs> to buy the camera. And then I got the grant to buy the camera and everything else. And we've been running that ministry for the last two years now during the school year. So that kind of established my credibility, I think. that's when Now, he wouldn't that encourage of- people to not come to church, though? Or was the goal to kind of... You know, they missed it. They can still do it. They can still be. And then they, they eventually, hopefully, draw them into wanting to come to church. 
That's an excellent question. So again, looking outward, it's used completely as an evangelism tool. So it's in our bulletin. Simply share this link on Facebook, right? Share it on social media. Get other people who aren't in the church, right? They might be tentative to come into the building, but they can see what our life is like um, by true. engaging in the service wherever it's at. So it's we, my freshman year, I got I dragged in all the people and said, listen, we're going chalking on campus. We're just going to write this URL all over IU's campus and see how many people can start hearing the gospel and now when you say it, chalking for, for some of our older listeners that's that's totally <laughs> legal to go and chalk things up at yes. certain it's just a way of advertising so uh, it's it's legal he's not into i didn't bring in we're not talking about vandalism <laughs> nathaniel's not engaged in that but not everybody's familiar with that term but uh right Yes. So we on college campuses, it's very typical for student organizations to use uh, chalkboard chalk on the sidewalk to just notify people about events. So we've never seen a decrease in attendance because of this. But we've always seen people attending online. Yeah, People post their sermons. They put it on the radio. Mm -hmm. They do all sorts of things. And uh, um, anyways, it's a nice thing for now you have this something about you do do some packing annual meal packing there too. Mm-hmm. What's that about? Yes, sir. So that's kind of once I kind of set the groundwork and uh, let Pastor know that when I when I had a vision for something, I would actually execute on it. October of my freshman year, so we're a month into having the church online ministry. I came up to Pastor Walmer and I said. I learned that 36% of children in Monroe County, Indiana, which is where um, Bloomington sits, are on free and reduced lunch. So they suffer from food insecurity. And I just, I got this pain in my stomach and I said, that's not right. We can't do it. I mean, that's, we can't let that happen. So I came up to Pastor Welmer and I said, "Um, Pastor, I know that on a good Sunday, we got 40 people here, but I got this crazy idea. I want to fundraise $10,000, bring 300 people together around the common bond of generosity to serve in Christ's mission before they know it's Christ's mission and create 10,000 meals for kids in our community. And he was like, dear, that I'm like, <laughs> so uh, we, you know, this was, I'd only known him for two months. So I am forever indebted to Pastor Welmer for saying, Oh man. Um, and then letting me kind of explain myself and how I thought it was going to happen. So eventually we brought it up. In- <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see this knowing pastor Wilmer's many, Oh, here comes Nathaniel again. He's going to have some big idea. Yeah. And then he kind of thinks about, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. And then he's like, well, okay, well, yeah, yeah. If you think you could do it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So October of my freshman year, I proposed to the church council uh, the same idea, and I spent about 15 to 30 minutes walking them through how I was going to engage the local community to fundraise all the money and how we were going to get everything together and partner with local food banks, so on and so forth. And at the end of about 30 minutes, I ended with the caveat, if I do all the work, do you think we can do it? And they said, yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So – I'm laughing because I have accomplished several things in my own life that happened exactly like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You're going to do all the work. We're Mm going to sponsor it. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. That's what it takes. So um, then from that point forward, we partnered with an organization, a meal packing organization called Generosity Feeds. And then I was um, kind of like, we started 
what would be basically a chapter in Bloomington. And I just went out and knocked on doors and talked to any business, any volunteers. I would stop kids on campus and just say, hey, let me tell you about how we can stop hunger and start hope by breaking the cycle of poverty here in Bloomington. And just talk to anyone, talk in classes, do whatever I could because each meal is a dollar. And I also need 300 volunteers to make it happen. Um, So I spent two to three hours a day from October to April uh, planning this event. And that first year we made 10,000 meals for kids in 22 schools. And cumulatively over the last three years, we've now been able to expand some of those backpack programs. And we've created a total of 31,550 nutritious meals for kids in 25 schools. So every single Friday, their teacher slides this meal into their backpacks that they have food to eat on the weekend. Nathaniel, I tell you, um, there's even, you know, we're actually running out of time here. And I wanted to give you a chance real quick. Um, it's almost too much to digest. Too much awesomeness. Make it stop. <laughs> um, no, but that's simply fantabulous. Um, uh, that's that's kind of my stupid non-word. But um, kudos to you for, for, for having an idea, seeing a need, having an idea, uh, working towards it. Um, I know that St. Jude is very, very important to you and i i might have to have you back maybe a few months from now down the line and talk about it completely but uh, tell us just in 30 seconds or so about your interest in in saint jude specifically i can yeah i can absolutely do that as well so currently um the saint jude children's research hospital is for it's one of the largest pediatric cancer treatment centers and they do amazing research on pediatric cancer and i'm the co-president of the organization at indiana university we've been blessed to in some ways partner with university lutheran to host a couple events but i went to a small lcms grade school and when i was in third grade somebody who i looked up to a fellow student was a pediatric cancer patient he passed away lost his battle with cancer and i remember it was the first funeral i'd ever went to and I remember walking out of the church looking up and knowing that every day for the rest of my life I would do something to make sure that no child dies in the dawn of life so by the grace of God over the last about six years I've raised about six thousand dollars personally for St. Jude and now I currently serve as the president of the student organization Mm. at IU. Do you see this as a, a vocation beyond just things to do in your spare time someday is this part of your uh, your hope for yourself? It is. If somebody asked me what my mission statement in life was, I would say that it's to share Christ's love, with, to share the love of Christ in a way that empowers other people to reach their full potential. So I've currently interned in the past, and I'm currently interning in the healthcare sphere. Um, I want to do something that makes an impact. And you'll learn if you take, if you go through everyone his witness, Dr. Wood talks about head, hearts, and hands people. And I'm definitely a hands person. Sure. I got to go out and do and try to make, try to see something happen and bring it to completion. Um, so I would say that in my vocation, no matter where that takes me, it will always be at the forefront of my mind of how can I use my generosity or my sense of serving others to point back to Christ. And at the end of the day, with Generosity Feeds, the meal packing event in Bloomington, I've shared with you we made 31,550 meals, but we've also engaged nearly 900 college students who many people would say don't care about anything other than themselves to start serving around that common bond of generosity. 
to be in Christ's mission before they know it's Christ's mission. And then we can start having conversations and say, why would you do that? Why would you spend that much time making it, making these meals or doing whatever? And the, the answer is very simply, one, I want to share the love of Christ with the 500 kids in the local K-12 uh, school system who receive these meals every week. And I want to share the love of Christ with you because my Lord and Savior has blessed me incredibly, and he's called me to serve others. So at the end of the day, if I can live generously and show somebody else that they can dream big and make a difference, then that's what it's all about. And because of that, we started a mentoring program in a middle school here. We can talk about all the amazing ways that um, caring for others first has blessed me. Well, and I'm sure that you've been a blessing to others as others have had a chance to see and witness your enthusiasm and uh, take your lead. Thank you for joining us today, Nathaniel. Maybe I have to have you uh, on sometime before you finish college and before you decide uh, to get a fourth or fifth major. So uh, <laughs> anyways, thank you for all you do and for the inspiration. I'm sure I can speak on behalf of everybody listening to that, uh, uh, that, that we're thrilled for uh, the, the heart that you have for this. Take care. Thank you very much. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Check out the archives of this program at kfu.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help. <laughs>